Great. Well, uh, I want to look at just a, a couple. It's always funny to know how to kick off the new year, but I'm looking at um, uh, Romans 15, verse 5 and 6. And uh, over the last two years, I don't know about you, um, lots of things that I'd hoped for hadn't happened. So uh, Debbie and I are going to celebrate our 60th, hopefully, this coming year, COVID permitting, and, uh, unless something happens. Uh, uh, but we'll be age 62. But, so it'd be quite cool. Maybe we'll go back a couple of years and say we're 60. I don't know. But uh, so, so, so a lot of us have had kind of parties that haven't happened, holidays that got cancelled, all sorts of things, down to very ordinary things that you thought you'd go shopping and you got there and it, the shop's been closed down or, or whatever. And you try and book a table, and they, but they can't serve that number of people. And all sorts. Of, that's just how life has been. And we've kind of got used to it, haven't we? That uh, we've had to be very flexible. That's not a bad bad thing, but we haven't always liked it. There have been delays to, I don't know, holidays, birthday parties, travel plans, all sorts of different things. And um, other things have been delayed. And I don't know how you are looking forward. You're probably wishing for something a lot better. I'm sure, well, I'm sure nobody's looking for anything the same again. But we don't know what's around the corner. That's the truth of it. But we know the one who does know what's around the corner. And uh, so I'm wondering what, what, what are our ambitions, what we're wishing for in the coming year? Well, Paul here in Romans 15 has written a, a long and quite complex at times uh, letter here. And he's getting, he's kind of winding up now with his wishes for the church, his ambitions, spiritual ambitions for the church. And here in Romans 15 verse 5, this is what he says. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and with one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I just want to look at those things today as kind of spiritual ambitions for us as a church. They're also quite practical, really. But here he is at the end of this letter, and his deepest desires are coming to the surface. Uh, the background to Romans is that, is that um, Jewish people had actually been banned for Rome, uh, from Rome for, for years and years. I think it was about a decade. They'd been cast out of Rome, and, and so the Gentile uh, Christians had had the kind of the, 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 the rule of the roost. I'm sure that's not the right expression to use in a church, but they'd done things their way. And then the Jews had been allowed back and they thought that the, the Christian faith was kind of their faith. And, and so there was quite a lot of angst and how do we work together and, 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 and how do we get saved together and what about circumcision? And what if you read Romans, what about food sacrifice to idols? And there's all sorts of different attitudes. And, and Paul is, uh, does his, the whole of Romans is a big theological thing, but it's saying, look, whether you're Gentile or Jews, you are equally n not with God. <laughs> you had the law, but you didn't keep it. You didn't have the law, but you didn't obey your conscience either. You're equally lost and you're equally saved through the Lord Jesus Christ. And he, point, and he makes a big deal of Abraham and how Abraham actually had faith in Jesus before circumcision. So he's the father of faith to the circumcised and the uncircumcised. And the whole thing is about actually there's one church. And here he's getting towards the end of all his arguments and he's dealt with lots of practical issues about what food you eat and whether all days are the same or not the same and all sorts of things that people are getting uh, in a stir about. And now he's saying, this is my ambition for you. I want God to give you endurance. I want God to encourage you and I want you to have the same unity, the same attitude of mind. And I think there are three things that are great ambitions for us to have, aren't they? As we go into the next year, may God give us endurance 
May God give us encouragement and may God give us unity. So that, that, they're the three points. It's really handy when the verse gives them to you, isn't it? So, <laughs> so, but, but before we get to those three things, just to add another one in there, it starts off, it's the God who gives. And, and I want us just to just think about that for a little bit. We've, we've got a God who gives. God is a generous God. And I, I felt just to underline that. I mean, we're, we're sitting in a building that's proof of his generosity. Your generosity as well, but God's generosity. God, God has been generous. We, we look back, we've contemplated it at trustees meetings and elders meetings. How, how have we got here? And, and if I'm completely honest, we don't actually know. Don't tell anyone that because we look quite good at the minute. But we, we don't actually know because we, we've never seemed to have had any money. But we never seem to have run out of money. That, that's, that's good, isn't it? That God is a giving God. There are more important things than this building, but it's a significant thing for us in our history and development. God has been good to us. He's a generous God. Now, you might be going through things and you think, well, is he? Is he because I've got this trial? Is he because that happened? And, and I've just spoken pastorally about uh, people in, in just such circumstances. Well, if God is so good, how come this has happened? There's mysteries involved in all of that. But God is a God who gives. And uh, if, you, if you're stuck, oh, I don't know what to read in the Bible at the moment, get a concordance and just look up about God being a giver or God gives. And you'll find he's a generous God, I just, off the top of my mind, thought God gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower. God, God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. Everything you've got that's any good, I mean, there's other stuff, but everything you've got that's any good came from God. And all the, we often don't thank him for it, but that's, uh, we should, <laughs> but we don't. But he's a generous God. Everything you've got, got that you enjoy is a gift from God. He gave him a land of milk and honey. He gives us salvation as a free gift. He gave, God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. That must be one of the best known ones, mustn't it? The gift of God is eternal life, not just our four score years and ten and a bit more trouble if we last longer. No, he gives us eternal life. If we delight in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart, Psalm 37, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That Gordon's been doing a, a series on in one of our congregations. He gives good gifts to those who ask. He's a generous, he gives more grace when sin abound, grace much more abounded. We need a, a bit of a revelation of the generosity of our Lord. He loves a cheerful giver. That's us giving. But why does he love a cheerful giver? Because we're growing in our likeness to him. <laughs> He's the giver of every good and perfect gift. So we've got a God who gives. What are we asking him for? Let's look at those three things just very briefly this morning. Firstly, God gives encouragement. H hands up if you feel that you need encouragement. <laughs> I, don't know any, I don't know anybody that doesn't need, from time to time, encouragement. Do you? And, and just remember this, nobody ever died of over-encouragement. So there's, no, there's never been a, a blue lighter and you got there and someone's overdosed with encouragement. They just received just that little bit too much, it was too much for them, and now they flaked out. Nobody died of over We all need encouragement. And God is the author of encouragement. It's not wrong to go to one another. In fact, in fact, 
It's right to go to one another, and it's, but rather than, let's go first to God, because he's the giver of encouragement, but let's receive encouragement from God through one another. I often think when it comes to gifts of the Spirit, we're, we're kind of like the postman. It's not ours. What we have is for others, and encouragement mostly comes from one another in the body of Christ, doesn't it? Mostly it does. When you, you feel down, you need someone else. Maybe this morning. Who was encouraged when someone put a hand on their shoulder and prayed for them this morning? Excellent. Quite, quite a few of us. And I'm sure the, the kids were with their little anxieties going back to school and not sure, new class, maybe. You know, all those kinds of things that go on. We all need encouragement, don't we? Where do we get it from? Well, uh, the verse before the one we read says, Scripture is one. Everything in the past was written to teach us that through the that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we can have hope. So scripture is one, one place to get encouragement. So keep, keep reading the scripture. I know sometimes it's tough. If you don't like the bit you're reading, read another bit. It's okay, just keep reading. There's, there's loads, honestly, there's loads. I've read it several times. There's lots in there. If you, if you feel bogged down, well, get unbogged down. Move over. Move the turn a few pages, carry on reading. There's tons of encouragement in the scriptures. But I think often encouragement is an each other thing, isn't it? Usually, most often in my life, I have encouragement through the scriptures. Of course I have. But often it's through one another. There is a gift of encouragement, isn't there? Romans 12 verse 8. If your gift is is encouragement, then give encouragement. I found a lot of people don't know they've got a gift of it. Do you know if you, hands up if you've got a gift of encouragement? Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's a few kind of half gifts of encouragement. I don't know if you can have half a gift. Well, may God grow it. I, I, I think, wouldn't it be great if this year we just, just encouraged? I used to lead um, a larger church and we had, we had a staff team and then we had trainees doing years with us and all that malarkey. And uh, it was fun. Every Tuesday we had a staff meeting, and one of the things we used to do with the, with the young guys was we used to say, um, OK, think back to Sunday. Who can you encourage? None of the staff. I don't want you to encourage. I don't want just to have a, a didn't-you-do-well party. Uh, who, who can you encourage? And sometimes it was someone was down. Someone, sometimes it was someone that rarely prayed who prayed. It's a great mentality to have, you know. Who can you... Let's just pause a moment. Who, who could you encourage... Not, not me. Well, you could encourage me, but you know, I feel fairly encouraged at the minute. Think of someone else. Who, who could you encourage? I, 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 let me just stop. Let's just stop and pray. I want to pray for those who've got the gift of encouragement. Those who don't know they have, but have, and those that have. Let's just, let's just raise a hand before the Lord. Lord, I, I thank you for the gift of encouragement. Thank you that all the gifts are to display something of you, the God and you are the God of encouragement. I pray for those with a gift of encouragement, that you would just loose that gift. As we start this year, Lord, I pray that you'd, that you'd release that gift to flow freely, not, not with flattery, but with a real Holy Spirit-inspired, I just want to encourage you. Lord, I pray that for those who, who will have gifts of encouragement, for those who are downhearted, that will, that will lift them up. Those who have a gift of encouragement to say, don't give up now. Those who have a gift of encouragement to point out where a, a gift is flowing, to release it more. I pray for gifts of encouragement to flow by your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, and I pray for those who don't know they've got that gift, but have, Lord, that um, someone would poke them and that, that, release, uh, that re- there would be a release of that gift and, and the joy that comes from knowing that you encourage others. Amen. 
Now, there's a gift of encouragement, but, but do you know, it's also a responsibility thing as well. You know, there are, just like there are people with gifts of giving, but we all give, so there are people with gifts of encouragement, uh, but we can all encourage. Hebrews 3 verse 13 says, encourage one another, get this, daily. Wow, that's, that's an amazing, wouldn't that be great? Encourage each other daily. That's something to, that's a bit aspirational, isn't it? To, to think, who, who can I encourage today? Uh, can, Hebrews 10 says, verse 24, consider how we may encourage and spur one another on to love and good deeds. It's a great thing. There's so much negativity around, isn't there? I mean, Facebook's a bit of a mixed blessing, isn't it? Social media generally. There's kind of doom and gloom. And there's plenty to be, if you're a bit anxious, plenty to make people anxious. How about having an encouragement vibe going on your social media, if you have one? How about being a church full of encouragement? Wouldn't it be great if people that come amongst us just say, there's just something about you. I don't know what it is, but when I'm amongst you guys, when I drop in at the building, when I, when I talk to you as a neighbour, I, I go away, I don't know what it is, but I go away feeling better. That, that's, that's encouragement, isn't it? May, the God, may God give us encouragement as we start this year, and may God make us encouragers, because that's, that's how it actually works. The second thing is God gives endurance. Now, now, actually, as a country, we, we've endured a lot, and we've stood on the front door and applauded and enjoyed seeing the neighbours across the road and said hello to them, and we've done all those kinds of things, and, and there's still a need for that. There's a need to, to pray that God will give endurance to those working in, in the frontline services, social services, and NHS, and so on and so forth. Uh, there's great endurance, but there's more available to us than British stiff upper lip. And, and, and we've done well with that. We've had to just keep going, keep going, and, and it's great to applaud others and so on. But actually, it says there's an endurance that comes from God. That's more than just, well, we've, we've got to tough it out. It's not a bad thing to tough it out. Sometimes we need to just, just keep going. It's all right. Just keep going. Just keep plodding. That's not a, a bad thing. But, but there's an endurance that comes from God. It's his strength in our inner being. When Paul uh, prayed for the uh, Ephesians, he said, I pray that you'll be strengthened with might in your inner being. And the word is reinforced. <laughs> it's like reinforced concrete. You'll be reinforced by the Spirit in your inner being. There's an endurance that, that comes from God, his strength. That the literal translation is patient endurance. It's keeping going on the pressure, not just because, well, you're not going to give up. It's more, there's more than that. It's, it's, it's keeping going under pressure, not giving up because we know that God is with us and for us. And that's, a, that's a different, qualitatively, a different thing, isn't it? Not just keeping going, but keeping going knowing that God is with you and God is for you. Despite bereavedness, illness, setbacks of one sort or another, our plans being knocked off course. God can give us a, a, a spiritual and emotional robustness to keep going through delays, disappointments and so on, knowing that God is with us. That's the kind of endurance that the Apostle Paul experienced. This is his testimony in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8. He says this, very honest, he says, we were under great pressure 
Today, we, we would say, you know, we, we were stressed out of our brain or something. We would use a different expression, but that's what he's saying. For those of us that have felt like that ever, it's not an uncommon human experience. Paul felt, hey, I'm under great pressure. In fact, he says, far beyond our ability to endure. So he's, he, he couldn't get by. We didn't have a British stiff upper lip. He had a Middle Eastern one. But far beyond his ability just to endure, he said, but this happened so that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. So that, that was, he, was at a, he was at a low point. He was at a, I can't endure, maybe I'll just die point. Maybe this is the end for me. That, that was a real low point. So if you've ever felt like that, it's okay, so did the Apostle Paul. But he said, this happened so that we might rely on God who gives endurance. The Christian life's a bit of a marathon, isn't it? We've got to keep going, not relying on our own strength, which quickly ends, but relying on the God who gives endurance. One, one of my favourite verses is Hebrews 6 verse 12, which says, copy those, I think the NIV says imitate those, copy those who through faith and patient endurance receive what God has promised. Now, I, I, there is a school of thought that says if you've got faith, you can kind of Claim it and it's yours. But, uh, and I kind of respect people like that because they're, they're teaching us to rely on Scripture. But the truth is, often you have to have faith and keep it. <laughs> it's faith and patiently enduring in that faith. You receive what God has promised. At the start of, of uh, this building project, sorry to harp on about that all the time, but I asked our friend Emmanuel Richiaba, uh, doesn't matter how you say it, he won't mind. Uh, I, I asked him, I said, um, I must have been a little bit worried, and I said to him, uh, Emmanuel, you trusted God for schools and hospitals and all these churches. What, what does a million pound faith look like? And uh, I had this very wise reply, which has been really helpful. He said, uh, it looks the same as 20,000 pound faith, but you keep it five times longer. <laughs> this, now, that, it's quite funny, but it's actually profoundly true. <laughs> it's just... You just, it's the God who gives endurance. Copy those who through faith and patient endurance. Not just British stiff upper lip, but patiently enduring, continuing to keep that faith in God, who receive what God has promised. It can be used, can't it? You think of the biblical heroes of faith, people like Abraham and others. They trusted God for years and years and years. And Abraham received and trusted God for a child for many years, and then he received that. He didn't ever receive all of the land he was promised. The only bit he owned was the bit he married his wife in, actually. But he endured his whole life believing God for what he hadn't yet seen and which came to pass. So there's an endurance that comes from God. Keep going because we have faith, not in ourselves, but in his power, his goodness, and his purposes. Amen? Amen. So may God give us that kind of enduring faith this year, whatever lies around the corner. And lastly, unity. It's translated here, the same attitude of mind. What, what unites us? It's, it's following after Jesus wholeheartedly, isn't it? It's pursuing him, serving others, believing in a great big worldwide mission. That gives us unity, harmony amongst us by God's grace. You know, the, the Bible says, um, make every effort to live at peace. It actually uses the word strive. We're not supposed to strive, but it does say make every effort or strive to live at peace with one another. 
That's Hebrews 12, 14. Or make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit, Ephesians 4, verse 1. There's a harmony that comes, that, that comes from God. It's a unity of the Spirit, because his same Spirit lives in all of us, but which we can easily lose if we don't strive to keep it. So let's, when we have disagreements, not disagreements, surely. No, <laughs> when we have, not if, but when we have disagreements, this is what Jesus said. If you're on the way to church and you remember you've got, a, you, you remember you've got something against someone, sort it. Sort it straight, straight away. Let's have that. Let's, God, give us a unity. One, so that, and it's not an end in, in itself. People pursue unity as almost a thing in itself. It says, so that with one heart and with one mind, you wait, will glorify God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God for the unity we've enjoyed for, for many, many years. And I thank God for that in our, in our leadership as well. And I, and I thank God when we disagree, we've managed to disagree well even, which is, which is a gift from God in itself. May God give us one heart, one mind to pursue him. And now we have three congregations. We've got three leadership teams. Church life's getting a little bit more complicated. Well, God continued to give us that, that unity of heart and mind and attitude so that, not as an end in itself, but so that God may be glorified. And that's the point of it all, isn't it? The point of it all is not that Hope Church grows great or does anything in particular, but that God's name is glorified through us in your place of work, your place of study, your neighbourhood, in this building. May God be glorified in that way. Amen? Amen. Father, we pray. We commit this year to you, Lord. We commit the, the, the 24 hours of prayer to you. Looking forward to praying together at advance as well, Tuesday evening. But we thank you, God, that you're the God who provides exactly what we need. I pray that encouragement will come. Even on Tuesday, I pray for words of encouragement, prophetic words of encouragement. I pray for those that are discouraged at the moment, that they would receive encouragement from you, from your scripture and from us. And grant us this coming year great endurance and unity and joy as we follow you into your purposes in the coming year. We pray this in Jesus' name, to the glory of you, Father. Amen.